0: Jesus is real. There's power in Your name. We
1: find hope when we trust in Your ways. We need You. Jesus is real.
0: Ask yourself these questions. Now, why do I say that? Because. Part of probing questions is it keeps us honest with who we are, right? Part of allowing people to ask you honest questions and probing questions is it causes you now to have to look at yourself.
1: Teachers, pastors, any spiritual leader, no person will ever trump the word as an authority on God. That's the issue Paul is addressing to the Galatians in this message from Pastor Daniel. God uses all of us as believers, purifying us so that we can portray Jesus as he really is. But there are things that can derail that process, especially when we begin to look to others to fulfill our spiritual needs. Jesus can't fall by the wayside or the message changes. Now, here's Pastor Daniel with part one of his message entitled, Jesus is Greater Than Religion. Jesus is
0: real. I don't think I'm unlike anybody else. But one of the challenges that I think we all face in our lives is that we always want our lives to grow in a straight line kind of we have point a we're getting to point b the path is very straight it's efficient we know what it is and how we're going to get there and the challenge of life really is that it's never in a straight line is it is that you you chart a course and you say okay i'm going to get from here to here and you want it to be straight you want it to work very simply and efficiently, but really it's a little bit all over the place, that you have detours and you have times when you just stop growing. See, we want to keep growing, but oftentimes it happens in fits and starts, and it's a challenging part of life because we're saying, I I need to get from here to here, and I have a plan, and then... It's not a straight line of growth. It's kind of good days and bad days, up days and down days, and it's kind of all over the place. And it makes life challenging. But the key for us is to realize that although our growth is not in a straight line, we have to make sure we get the trend right. That if more often than not we are finding those next steps... Then we're going to get to where we want to But it'll never be a straight line No matter how hard you try No matter how much you grab hold of it Like this thing's going to happen perfectly And I got to get to here and This is what it's going to It never really works that way And to bring it to what we're going to study today This is also true specifically in our relationship with Jesus In our walk with Christ That we all a long life's way, found ourselves saying, "Lord, I'm going to follow you." God revealed Himself in us and to us, and we start to follow. But following Jesus, as much as we love it to be, and as much as sometimes, as pastors and churches, we can tell you, "Man, you're going to follow Jesus. It's going to be all nice, neat, and tidy. And you're just going to follow Jesus. And you're going to be so, you'll just be so tight. You guys are going to be like BFFs." But you start walking, and it, there's seasons in it. It's not easy. You you look back on your walk with Jesus and you find that there has been detours. There has been times when you're following Jesus and then all of a sudden you're not. There's been times when there's been influences in your life that have pulled you away from following Jesus. And what's amazing is, is that that's exactly what's going on in Paul's letter to the Galatians, isn't it? See, Paul is writing this letter to this church who he loves, these churches in this region of Galatia that he planted. And after Paul planted the church, some other influences came in, and the church found itself leaving just Jesus and getting caught up in religion. That it's not just Jesus. It's you have to believe in Jesus, and you need to keep the law of Moses. And Paul is writing them this letter to be able to say to them, listen... I want you to follow just Jesus, not Jesus plus anything else. And so one of the things I love is, although maybe the details have changed from what was going on in the churches in Galatia some 2,000 years ago to our lives, all the principles stay the same. So I want you to open there. Open up to Galatians chapter 3. Galatians chapter 3, as we continue this series that we're calling Jesus' Greater than everything. And so your hashtag is hashtag CCC greater. If you're on Twitter or Facebook or Instagram, I always love looking back at those hashtags and seeing how God is speaking to people. I want you to find Galatians chapter three. I'll get you there because I'm not just making this stuff up. I want you to be able to look at it in black and white letters on a piece of paper, or if you have a smartphone, you can just pull that up. I want you to be able to read along with me to see where we're getting these things from. And you'll see why this is so applicable to our lives. Now, that Paul's letter to Galatians, it's kind of in the middle of your New Testament. So the New Testament begins with the four Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and then the Book of Acts, which takes, I mean, all of those is probably between all those four books. It's probably almost a 100 chapters. And then you get Paul's letters. And so Galatians is the fourth letter of the Apostle Paul. It sits between 2 Corinthians and the letter to the Ephesians. So... I told you this before, Paul's letter to Galatians breaks down into three parts, chapters one and two, then chapters three and four, and then chapters five and six. Chapters one and two, it's Paul's personal account, he's using his own testimony to help the churches in Galatia, so chapters one and two are personal, chapters three and four are theological, and theos is God, and logical means the study of God, so it's doctrine, it's Truth-telling, who is God? And then chapters 5 and 6 are practical or application. Because this is who God is, this is how we ought to live right now. So by joining into chapter 3 right now, we're moving into the theological section. Now, I realize that in a church the size of Crossroads and a church with a history like Crossroads, that right now all of us find ourselves in different places. For some of us, you've been walking with the Lord for twice as long as I've been alive. And you have heard Pastor Bill Ritchie teach for years. You've studied the word. You've read the Bible every day. And for others of you, you're here right now, and you don't even know what Galatians is. Just you know, Galatians, it's, it's a region. It's like the letters to the churches in Clark County, right? And so some of you come in here with a history with Christianity, and others of you are here right now and saying, I don't even know about all this. I'm just checking it out. And really what I want you to know is chapters 3 and 4 in Paul's letter to the Galatians is a thick section. There's a lot of stuff in here. And literally you can buy books of people who have devoted their lives only to studying what they would call Pauline theology. Literally, like, where their whole entire life is focused on studying what Paul's teaching is and how it looks. Go on Amazon, put in Pauline Theology, almost all the books will be upwards of a 1,000 pages. And so what my goal is, is my goal is to be your tour guide, walking us through some pretty thick, dense sections of Scripture. And if you're brand new to Christianity, or if you're just checking it out, there's going to be important things for you and if you're here and you've been walking with jesus for a long time there's going to be a lot of stuff for you as well and my hope is that no matter where you find yourself today there's going to be things that god is going to want to speak to you through this text And i'm going to try not to get us weighed down in uh big words although we like them and if i use a big word i'll just try to explain what that word means but our goal is to put legs on the message of jesus that's always our goal what does this mean for us So let's jump right on in. Galatians chapter 3, picking up in verse 1. The Apostle Paul says this, "'O foolish Galatians, "'who has bewitched you "'that you should not obey the truth, "'before whose eyes Jesus Christ "'was clearly portrayed among you as crucified. "'This only I want to learn from you. "'Did you receive the Spirit by the works of the law "'or by the hearing of faith? "'Are you so foolish? "'Having begun in the Spirit,' Are you now being made perfect by the flesh? Have you suffered so many things in vain, if indeed it was in vain? Therefore, he who supplies the Spirit to you and works miracles among you, does he do it by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? Now, you'll notice in these five verses that the Apostle Paul asks six probing questions to the churches in Galatia. Now, these churches are struggling because they've moved from believing in just Jesus, the gospel that Paul preached, to having now, you need to believe in Jesus, plus you need to keep the law of Moses right? They've allowed themselves to move from just faith in Jesus to Jesus plus works of law. And that's why I've called this message, Jesus is greater than religion. Because Jesus, believing in Jesus isn't religion, it's a relationship. And that relationship motivates a new way of living, a new way of being human, a new way of looking at the world. But religion is any type of human attempt to say, if I do these things, God will be happy with me, right? So religion is, I am going to obey in whatever the standard I have. For the churches in Galatia, it was the Jewish law, the law of Moses. If I obey these things, then God will accept me. But Jesus, and the good news is that God has accepted me, therefore, I live in response to God's love, and I act differently. And you might think, well, okay, so Fusco, that's splitting hairs, but I'm here to tell you, if you don't split those hairs, you either end up in a new form of bondage, religious slavery, or you get set free in the gospel. And the churches in Galatia have allowed themselves to end up in a new form of slavery to law keeping. And so Paul asked them six probing questions. And so I want to start with this. We need to ask ourselves these questions. Ask yourself these questions now why do I say that because part of probing questions is it keeps us honest with who we are right part of allowing people to ask you honest questions and probing questions is it causes you now to have to look at yourself and isn't that our biggest problem? We have blind spots. We all do. And you know what the problem with our blind spots are? As I always say, the person who's blind to it, it's the last person to realize they have the blind spot. So by asking ourselves either these questions or designing our own set of questions, given the things that we're growing in and struggling through, helps keep us with our eye on the things that we have a tendency not to realize. And so Paul asked them six questions all trying to drive them back to believing just in Jesus as opposed to becoming religious and being interested in law keeping. Now he begins with, oh foolish Galatians. Now you'll notice in your Bible, it's got an exclamation mark, but one of the struggles with Bible interpretation is that we don't hear Paul saying it. We don't see his body language. And so it's been said that 80% of communication is nonverbal. So when Paul says oh foolish Galatians is he angry? We don't know. Is he broken hearted? We don't know. Is he frustrated with them? We don't know. Is he sad for them? We don't know. But what we do know about the apostle Paul is that Paul's intentions is always what we would call pastoral. He has the heart of a shepherd. He wants to see them grow up and mature into their head. So whether or not he's angry or frustrated, which he could be, or whether he's brokenhearted and sad, he begins by saying, you guys are being foolish. And we're going to get down and a few questions down. He's going to say, are you so foolish? So part of the Galatians issue is that they're being foolish. But notice the first question. Verse one, who has bewitched you? that you should not obey the truth before whose eyes Jesus Christ was clearly portrayed among you as crucified. So the first question is, is who got you off track? He says, who has bewitched you? That's a a strange word. How many of you remember the TV show Bewitched? Yeah. For those of you who don't know, you can look it up on YouTube. You can see it It was a fun little show. Back when uh, nighttime television was still Watchable. And not in the gutter, you know what I mean? But the idea of being bewitched, it's, it's the idea of having a spell cast upon you, being deceived. And he's saying, you guys, who has deceived you? And what is he worried about? What is the deception? Look at what it says. That you should not obey the truth. So the churches in Galatia has been moved. They've been, a spell has been cast upon them that now that they should not obey the truth. So the the issue here is that in the eyes of the Apostle Paul and in the eyes of God, the churches in Galatia are now not following the truth. Now, I realize that when I say that in 21st century America, that there's some of you going to be like, oh, this is why I don't believe in Christianity. This is why I don't like religion. Because who are you to say what the truth is? And I'm here to tell you, I am nobody. But if there's a God, and there is, and if that God is perfect and all-loving and creates and sustains everything... Which is who God is Then God is allowed to say This is right and this is wrong This is true and this is not And we have to realize that Because we live in a world Our culture has the Pontius Pilate syndrome Remember he asked Jesus What is truth? As if truth can be arbitrarily designed By any given person Well it's your truth and my truth Our culture says things like that I'm here to tell you no Jesus is the way the truth and the life and because Jesus is fully God created and sustains everything knows what ultimate human flourishing is God is allowed to say this is true and this is not so don't think I'm not telling you this that's why I have you open it up look this is what God's word says Now, don't get mad at me I'm nobody it's not like well why is the dreadlock guy allowed to tell us what truth is I'm nobody you know (laughs) this is God's truth And the churches in Galatia have left, they've had a spell, so to speak, cast upon them that now they're not following the truth. They're not obeying God's truth. And then Paul says something amazing at the end of verse one. He says, before whose eyes Jesus Christ was clearly portrayed among you as crucified. Now, what the apostle Paul is saying, listen, you guys have gotten taken off track. A spell's been cast upon you. And I can't believe it because Jesus Christ has been clearly portrayed amongst you as crucified. That word portrayed, you know how you can translate it? Being billboarded. You know when something's on a billboard, it's on a big sign and everyone sees it. Paul is saying, look, when you guys received the gospel through the ministry of me and the other apostles, the crucifixion, the death and resurrection of Jesus was on billboard display." You saw what it means And I'm here to tell you my friends Part of you and I obeying the gospel Following Jesus is that we in our lives Now billboard to the world What the death and resurrection of Jesus is all about Our personal lives tell the story Of what it means to to believe in Jesus And follow Jesus And that is why you and I asking ourselves Probing questions is so important Because for each one of us we don't always billboard the Jesus message so well, do we? Because we got stuff. We got issues. You got issues? You know I got issues. We all got issues. And so God is doing a work in each one of our lives to say, I want to purify the billboard of Jesus in your life. And we all have different things that get us off track. Let me give you a little quick quick hits, things that are common to get us off track from billboarding, portraying Jesus Christ for who he is in the world. One is the desire for a relationship. I don't know how many times a guy meets a gal and one of them isn't solid in their faith and somebody who was solid starts to drift away because they want to please this person who maybe they believe in Jesus, but they're not seeking to honor Jesus with the totality of life. And someone who is so well billboarding Jesus starts to drift. Sometimes it's vocation driven. It's not wrong to have a job. It's not wrong to have relationships. But sometimes our pursuit of financial stability on however we define it or wealth. All of a sudden we start to cut a couple corners. Rather than saying, you go into business, I'm going to honor the Lord in my business. And then you start cutting corners, cutting corners, cutting corners. And now all of a sudden, the billboard is not clear. Oftentimes with the way that we hold very personal views. All of a sudden, we're not display, we're not billboarding God's love and justice at the cross and the empty tomb of Jesus in our lives. So you got to ask yourself, how's my billboard of Jesus looking? Would anyone even know that I'm billboarding Jesus? That I'm portraying Jesus in my life? For Paul, he was like, look, we showed you what it looked like. We clearly portrayed Jesus Christ crucified amongst you. You saw it. You beheld it. It was in neon lights. I can't believe you guys have gotten away. So that's the first question. Look at the second question. This only, verse 2, I want to learn from you. Did you receive the Spirit by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? Now, this question Paul is saying to them and to us, remember your roots. That's what he's saying. He's saying, listen, when you came to know Jesus, did you come to know Jesus by a work of God's Spirit or by works of law? He's saying, your conversion, also called regeneration, did that happen because the Spirit did it And you believed by faith or by some work that you did. Now, everybody knows, and we talked about it last week, that we are justified by faith apart from works. See, when you put your faith and trust in Jesus, the Spirit entered your life because you believed in Jesus, not because you believed in Jesus and you went to church every week, which is not a bad thing, but it's not a saving thing. That it was this and something else. It was this plus, oh, I realized I was supposed to say these words and I pray in this special way. No, no. You got saved because you trusted in Jesus. You just responded to what Jesus did, and you trusted. So he's saying, remember your roots. When you came to know Jesus, how did it happen? Did it happen by works or by faith? And we all know the answer is what? It's by faith. And I'm here to tell you, I realize right now, there's many of you in this room. You're here, you're just checking Christianity out. What you need to realize is that the work that God wants to do in your life All you need to do is respond to the work that he's already done. By believing, by trusting. And a lot of trust is, and I've heard it explained this way. It's like if there's a chair right here. Imagine that there's a chair and I'm like, yeah, I believe that that chair can hold me. Right? I'm believing it, but how do you really know if you believe it when you sit in it? When you take your weight off of your own control and you put it onto the chair, that's when you trust in action, And for you and I, we need to learn how to trust the Lord. Not just to say, I believe in him, but to literally sit in the chair. The, the comfy chair of faith in Christ. And I, I don't believe that just for people who've never put their faith and trust in Jesus. Because I know for a lot of us, we believe in Jesus and we've said, we believe in Jesus. But are we really sitting in the chair? Are we really trusting him? Or do we believe and we're really trusting our own resources? so he's like remember your roots you came to a saving knowledge of jesus by faith not by works of law then in verse three look at what it says are you so foolish now that's a kind of a tough word from paul isn't it paul wasn't afraid to to get into it with him jesus is
1: Thanks for joining us today for this edition of Jesus is Real Radio. We're so blessed by what God is doing through Jesus is Real Radio. We want to give you the opportunity to partner with us. For anyone who wants to help further the gospel here on Jesus is Real Radio, with a gift of $20 or more, we will send you a personalized copy of Pastor Daniel's book, Honestly. I'll be back in a moment to tell you how you can receive your personalized copy but first here's Pastor Daniel with more about this special book offer. Thanks Josh. Honestly it's a book I
0: wrote to help people deal with the messiness of life. I mean we all know it life throws us curveballs all the time. We never know what's coming next, but honestly comes from what I've discovered out of Paul's letter to the Ephesians, how you can manage your life through the lens of your relationship with Jesus. It's some powerful stuff. And I've been blessed as many people have told me how the book has helped them on their spiritual journey. I'm confident that honestly will be a blessing to you as you walk with Jesus. And I'll be personalizing each and every copy for the Jesus is Real radio listeners who partner with us this month. Here's Josh with some more information.
1: Thanks, Pastor Daniel. Again, to receive your very own personalized copy of Honestly, simply log on to JesusIsRealRadio.com and click on Partner. Then you can securely make your donation of $20 or more, which includes shipping. Remember, by partnering with us this month with your gift, you'll not only receive this great resource, you'll also be enabling Jesus Is Real Radio to be heard on this station and many more. That's all the time we have for today. Join us next time for another edition of Jesus is Real Radio.
0: Real. Jesus is real. My life is no typical journey walk on a trail.